Hey everybody, welcome to the Indie Film Review. I am Jared, and with me as always is Dan. Hello everyone. Thank you for listening to me and not Jared. What? <laughs> no, I'm still going to be here. Oh. Uh, so this is the Indie Film Review, where we review independent films. Yes. Correct? Yes, we do. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was a little, I was like, is that what the show is? And I was kind of looking for you to tell me, to give me like a confirmation. Yeah, so the film we're covering is Dress Code, sent in to us by Gerard Guerrilli. And I believe he also uh, paid us a little money, Dan. Yeah, right. he, is, he is a contributor to the great IFR fund. Ah, yes, the war fund. Yes. <laughs> so we're actually raising money to stop other review shows. We're going to we're going to do propaganda against them and smear campaigns so that one day we'll be the only review yeah. show around. We're coming for you last podcast on the left. Absolutely. Monopolies are the only thing we really care about and aspire to be. So thank you for contributing to that. Uh, knowingly or unknowingly, it's too late now. You can literally not take your money back. We do not accept refunds at this time. Thank you so much. I'm actually in talks to buy Twitter with the money. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> what a great business opportunity that's that will be for you. Oh, boy. Don't even get me started on any of that nonsense. Anyways, thank you genuinely for <laughs> submitting films to us, everyone. So on this show, if you're new to the show, the gimmick is me and Dan will have a, an independent film submitted to us, whether it be high budget, low budget, no budget. Uh, the only thing that money factors into is how quickly we get to your review. So if you subscribe to the Patreon or if you donate $5 to us, we will put it on a faster waiting list. So instead of waiting six months, you, you could get your film reviewed and, and edited and, and sent out in like a, a few weeks. You hopefully is, you know, that's in theory. That's how it should work. The other thing is me and Dan don't normally discuss how we feel about a film going in. So the first half, we'll ask each other questions about different aspects of the film back and forth, and we'll hear it for the first time, how we felt about the film. And then on the second half, we will spoil the film and go into the nitty gritty, all of the critiquing of the story and really like get into the, the fun bits. Now, the catch is for this episode that we were specifically told not to spoil this film. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, that'll be easy. We can do that. Yeah. No big Until no big you deal. watch the film and you're like, oh, and shit. And then you watch the film <laughs> and it's like, I'm desperate to spoil it because it's got so many cool things and stuff I want to talk about. I'm very frustrated. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the Cinepis on IMDb. And I, I want us to try within that context to not spoil as much as we can in the second half. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. So it's Bobby Rousseau was born into a life of organized crime. So they talk about they're in organized crime. We can talk about that. A life of secrets and lies. Ooh. As he gets older, Bobby realizes that the most dangerous secret of all is his own. So what do we know? Bobby Rousseau, main character. He has a secret. He's in the mob. Okay, we have to work within these confines. So what I'm thinking is, because the secret is the film, mm -hmm. it is a lot of the film. <laughs> yeah. I guess we refer to it as the secret and how it affects the characters. This, okay, this is a very culturally relevant secret. That's why yes. it's so difficult not to talk about it. 
we'll figure something out. Anyways, let's get into questions. Dan, do you have a question for me? Um, what's the secret? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> hi, uh, hi, my name's Jeffrey. Uh, just, uh, what's the secret? All right, Jared, how did you enjoy the, um... No, I'm Jeffrey. Jeffrey. How, I'm how, still doing this bit. How did you, how did you enjoy the, the genre of the gangster film in this, oh, this film? Oh, I loved it i love gangster movies yeah i haven't seen one in a while so this was really ticking all the boxes for me it's the perfect setting because of how macho and mm-hmm. uh, oh God. come just... on well <laughs> i know we're gonna have to dance around it people can just figure it out for themselves but it's just the masculinity mm-hmm. of this type of like strong italian men and the secret that kind of Back and forth is really, really nice. The things that I was less keen on were the kid flashbacks, even though I think it's necessary. Uh Some of those kind of go on for a little too long at times for me. I didn't mind those. Like, I think the flashbacks, like you said, they're crucial, but I was enjoying it because it let you into the intimacy and vulnerability of the secret itself. And how ah. he's kind of lived with this his entire life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't see. I don't even know if talking about the flashbacks is also a spoiler. Yeah. It's this is very difficult for me. <laughs> um, okay, guys, the secret is he got expelled from school because he oh, what? He, he wore baggy shorts. You know, this is called dress code. Oh, no. So he gets expelled from school, and then he he has to live a life of crime with his. With his family. I thought it was because in that one scene, he wore that bandana that said, kids rule, parents drool. Oh, yeah, that too. Like, it, he just he just broke all the school rules about how you should dress. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And that's haunted and it, it, him it, ever his since. His entire life. His entire life it has haunted him. His entire life. Now he's in the mob, and his mob boss is like, hey, what's this business about kids rule and parents drool? What? Oh, you gotta be kidding me over here. Okay, anyways. Dan, how did you feel about the camera work in this film? It was great. There were so many times where um, wide shots were utilized very well and mm. close-ups are utilized really well. Whatever camera using was whatever camera they are using was wonderful. There wasn't like you know fancy camera work, but this film didn't really call for that. You know what I mean? Like what was most important about the film is like narrative for sure, uh, blocking of characters things like that. I thought it was really well done. I liked, there are a lot of scenes where they'll just do a wide shot of two characters talking. Yeah. Like, uh, certain scenes with, um, Bobby's uncle. He knows like when he needs to move in for those close-ups, but other, other scenes, just like, we're just going to let this whole thing breathe. You know, like we'll just, and it kind of adds to the isolation and, and the, uh, the secret problem kind of builds on that character and the, so those wide shots kind of make him feel a little more alone and like yeah. I can't tell anybody I can't express how I'm really feeling except people think I'm a weirdo uh, so I think that was done really well what about the audio in this film it was really good um, I didn't have any points where I was kind of upset with it and it was mm-hmm. hard to hear or it was it, it just sounded distorted it, it, it was it was good. Yeah, I I didn't have any problems in that respect. I could definitely hear everybody really really well. The sound effects were good. There was like one time 
in the early beginning of the film where there's a bunch of characters in a car and one of the characters had like an echo uh-huh. to himself. I don't know why it only happens for maybe 10 seconds and then it's gone throughout the rest of the film. But other than that, I thought it that was good. Another critique would be there are certain scenes where when young Bobby is walking down the street to his house, right? there is no music. There's no like anything. And I kind of wish certain scenes had more music in it because when the music is there. I, the, I, now that you've said that, I completely agree with that. This film felt like it was underscored, not underscored, but like, you know, lacking in a score. Because it is, well, I think that's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. but underscoring—I I don't know, whatever. Um, it just the score is there. It's just it's not utilized as much. Yes, there may not have been as much. I don't know. It depends on how mm-hmm. much they actually had to work with. So what ends up happening is the music doesn't feel like a strong connector with the film, and I felt like if this film had a really strong soundtrack that was like its own, it could have helped the film, right? guide us through the scenes of the film. And there was like some light piano and some other times where it would kick in and it definitely would help. Yeah. But uh, when it was there, it wasn't very noticeable, which could be the intent of the film. You're not supposed to focus on the music. I don't know. That could be what they were going for. Dan, why don't you ask me a question since I've been asking too many questions. Jared, how did you enjoy... Um, and I'm just assuming that you enjoyed this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wow. how How did you enjoy... Um, good old Uncle Rocco, a.k.a. Ooh. Ray Liotta, back from the dead. <laughs> no, don't say that! <laughs> Ray Liotta has, did not actually pass away. He lives, he lives in my on. heart. He lives he on, lives but it, I swear, <laughs> Frank Asso oh. looks so much like Ray Liotta in certain air angles. I'm like, holy shit. He looks shit. like his, uh, like a cousin, right? Yeah. Frank Asso is... The actor, and then Rocco Russo yes. is the he's the uncle who he kind of the main character looks up to. Yeah. So Gerard and Frank do just an amazing job. Every scene they're in together, I'm like glued. I'm in. <laughs> I really enjoyed them going back and forth. You know, whenever like, it was the what's just acting like all across the board. Like Nicholas Giordano as young Bobby, fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Gerard Garilli, who's in the film, great. One of my favorite characters was um, Joyce, the mom, uh, by uh, played by Alex Dutrolio. I really think the acting was spot on throughout the entire film. The dad was just a fucking he, menace. He was terrifying, yeah. Jesus Christ, like, he, he didn't, that dad. He, he never actually physically abuses anybody, but it's very much implied, and just his presence on screen is intimidating is not the right word it's it's mm-hmm. a step above that <laughs> just over towering over you constantly yeah. it, his mental abuse is a jujitsu and what i really like about the film is family is a huge part of this film M- much like family much like the godfather like organized crime films family is a huge thing and the way they handle it an honor to your family right yeah the way they handle it in this film, it's multi-layered because you have Bobby who has his secret, but then you also have Bobby who has to live with his dad on top of him having a secret mm-hmm. and his dad might mm-hmm. find out. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're kind of spoiling it by saying that. but We're getting, <laughs> we're going to dance, my friend. Yeah. Me and you are going to tango. Okay, so now this would be the part where we would spoil the film. 
but we're not. We're just going to keep dancing. So (laughs) get ready for that. So we're dancing. We're dancing. So honestly, right now, this movie is really good. I like this movie a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, It really held my attention. I was so into the story. It's so interesting. Everything about it is, is spot on. But yeah, go ahead. Let's look at themes here. Vulnerability is a huge theme in this film. And being able to be vulnerable. Also, keep in mind, a stroke of genius here. This film is set in the 1990s in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely a cultural divide between 1990s and 2020s. And you feel it all over the film. The way it looks, because like the kid's bedroom has like all these 90s paraphernalia action figures like Stretch Armstrong and shit. The open racism that a yeah, lot of the characters have. open racism, have. open um, derogatory terms toward gay people. Like, it's 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 pretty intense, and it feels realistic, and it feels grody, and it makes you really kind of go back to that time period whenever you were in your life, or like back to whenever you were in high school, and yeah. think about the people that you associated with and how, how raunchy it could have been. Yeah, the whole masculinity thing and, like, honoring your family is very interesting to me because I feel like that also ties in with, like, what it means to be a man, Yeah. right? Yeah. And how certain characters are calling people cowards or, you know, using a lot of other big words, as I like to call yes. them. Uh, <laughs> but then the fact that they are doing that and being bullies makes them... The one who's afraid. Yeah. Like all of this is based off of their fear. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it makes me think like, okay, well, what is part of being a man? Is it, is it being afraid of everything that's like different than, than you? Or like, oh no, I'm going to be embarrassed because my son has this secret. Right. So I should just ruin his entire life and make him feel like dog shit because I have a fear of that. Yeah. And it's like, is that what it means to be a man? Is that really? Well, and they kind of address that, especially towards the end and the finale. Yeah, I was going like to say the climax of this film insane. is amazing. It was so good. <laughs> the climax of the film is impressive. It's it's in the last, I don't know, let's say 6 months, 7 months, it, it was the most impressive climax I've seen. Like it gets really yeah. really intense. You're Absolutely. like, "Oh my god." So Yeah, and I'm going to spoil it right now. So Ray Liotta comes back <laughs> from the dead. He looks like a like zombie. A corpse, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say he looks good, but he really doesn't. He's mummified at this point. But he has those piercing blue eyes still. That's how he you know. He does have those piercing blue know. eyes, even though the, <laughs> the coroner put in just two blue marbles. So without spoiling it, the climax is a confrontation between family. The film is expertly constructed to a point where the layers are like, they're pressing against each other, pressing against each other, and then they Mm. explode at the end. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh. And it also hits with choices that we make, right? Yes, yes. Into becoming like, I'm trying to represent my family in this mob thing, and I want to like be an up and comer, but the things they're making me do are so vile and terrible that it's hard for me to deal with and he can't rationalize he, like he's like I want to provide for my family, but my mafia family is making me do things. He, I yeah, regret. he can't rationalize, but at the same time, that works against him 
because there's other people who are competing with him around the same age as him. Yes, yes. And he gets favored because it's his family. Yes, and so there starts a jealousy there. There's a whole conflict with another member, right? And then there's actions that he takes. There is a deal that they do that goes bad, and somebody gets hurt. But that person has a family too, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that whole thing comes back at the end where it's like, okay, Maybe it's not just your family, right? Well, that's that, important that it matters. Other people have shit going on. Why I say that vulnerability is the key theme of this film is because he is... This film is one of the few gangster films, if not the only gangster film I've seen, that really deals with the aspect of consequence. Mm -hmm. You know, like, not just, like, what? how am I going to get in trouble, but how... Am I making others feel like, okay, so this gangster film has empathy and that's mm. not something that you see in a lot of gangster films. It, it's upsetting that I can't talk about how significant this film is. Go watch it. It's in the festival circuit right now. Um, once it gets widespread release, I, I, I'm going to try to make it a point to promote it after I see it's been widespread, like if it's a release on Amazon or Tubi or whatever, just be yeah. like, hey, go watch this film. Um, Maybe we can do a uh, a catch-up episode where part of it we talk about spoilers and what's going on with this movie. I'm hoping this is piquing people's interest. Yeah. Um, if you like mobster films, uh, independent films like this that have like a big fun i don't it's like i don't want to use gimmick in a bad word because i use that for us i use it for a lot of, it's like the pull it's the catch yeah. like what makes this movie different from other things that core is really good it's really good there's and only it's something i haven't really seen there's only one other film that i've seen that covers something similar but it's the really? opposite so the other film that oh. i'm thinking about is a cop that's dealing with things like this okay okay and that film was fantastic like Oh my god. Just Kindergarten Cop? No, I'll tell you at the end. Oh. Um <laughs> man, it, it just it's again, it's super relevant. RoboCop? No. It's it's super wait, relevant. Wait, hold on. Is Bobby Russo a robot this whole time? Wait. Was this RoboCop 4? Stop in the name of the law. Stop or I'll shoot your dick off. He does that in that film. I, I don't know if you remember that. I do. I'd buy that for a dollar. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so fuck me. Um, <laughs> we're running out of things to say because we just want to talk about the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a telling aspect of it. Like... Uh -huh. There's so much to say about this movie and not just for critics. Like this film yep. challenges you. This film challenges you in every step of the film. Like with each, with each crisis that they hit in the narrative, it's not just a crisis for the main character, but it's also a crisis for you because again, that vulnerability aspect, because everybody, whether you have a secret or not, deals with that feeling, deals with that emotion, deals with, you know, the outlook of society upon what you should be or what yes, society, society yeah. says you should be. Yep, exactly. And that's exactly. why I think this film is so relevant and so just fantastic because it, the, the narrative intertwines that seamlessly. And if everybody would just mind their own fucking business, yeah. 
and not worry about what everybody else is fucking doing and trying which, to control everybody else's one, life. So somebody stops Just minding live their your own life. Somebody stops minding their own business in this film and they get consequences and it's wonderful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Well, uh my closing thoughts are this film I started like I was in it was like, okay this is pretty interesting and it then it just fucking blew me away after like 10 20 minutes mm-hmm. I was just so engrossed with it I 100% recommend this film go check it out dress code gosh man what a like a really interesting fun mafia film here here's here's the other thing too indie films okay. a lot of the time feel like they in like it's it's a weird stigma but they feel like they should be shorter because you know it's independent filmmakers and why should i care what you have to say if you're not you know a big hollywood person who's releasing mm-hmm. mainstream films and um this film is almost 2 hours long so i'm like i i had that stigma happen to me i'm like I don't really want to commit two hours to this. Well, I'll just do it like I'm going to do it because I got to watch it. But it flew by. It yeah, yeah. It it kind of changed my my mind about indie filmmakers because even if it is long, it really spoke personally, and that it made me it challenged me to want to look for more personal things in films. Like, how can mm. I identify with this film or that film? Yeah, well, I think if the film is interesting enough and it merits being that long, then do it. But if your story doesn't have, like, you could have an amazing story in 40 minutes. It just all depends on the story you are telling. And I feel like this film was able to justify its length. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Like, there's so many big budget movies out right now. They're three fucking hours long that don't need to be that long, right? And it's like a turnoff. But then, you know, sometimes you go and you're like, okay, this film needs to be three hours long. It had a lot of shit to say. and <laughs> That kind of goes to your point about the flashback sequences. Like, the flashback sequences need to be there because yes, we need yes. to develop the relationship with the mom and the son in order for the mm-hmm. rest of the crises to make sense. Yeah, and and the relationship between the main character and his best friend yes. because that ties into the whole... That would be something that I, big I issue think... going on. That's something and, yeah. I think that could have been talked about a little more. Yeah. You know, because by the time we meet the main the main character's best friend later in the film, I kind of mm-hmm. forgot that he had a best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he shows up. You're like, wait, who's? Oh, that's his best friend. <laughs> there, There's a scene where many people gather together and he is there, but he doesn't speak to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the uh, reason I, being. They could have had a small confrontation. Reason there. being is, and I think we can say this, is his best friend starts seeing that kid's um, foster sister. Basically. Yeah. So there yes. is a connection yes. to it aside from yeah. best friends, but it, it, it I don't growing know. up and, yeah. you know, getting out of touch here. One of the thing too, even though I, I already gave my final thoughts, fuck you guys. I'm going to keep talking um, with peace and love. Of course, I think if there was another character who also shared the secret of Bobby Ooh. that was helping him through this Ooh. and he was able to relate to and be like, Hey, you're not alone. Other people are this way too. I think that could have been really, really well, good as well. I don't think that was necessary because... Maybe not necessary, but I think it okay. would have been an interesting transition into him not wanting to hide the way he is. Let me let me rephrase. I think it's important that there isn't one. Okay. Because, yes, you know, it, it's helpful to have those friends, but think about what Bobby did have. All he had was a mom who didn't understand 
didn't necessarily want to understand, but supported. Mm. So yeah, exactly. And that's like how we all feel about your domino obsession, yes. right? You just, you love those dominoes, do. you stack them, yeah. you watch them fall. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not paying the bills. No, Dan. it's really not helping your family, but you just keep doing it in that basement of yours. <laughs> And uh, we all support you. We hey, I it, make but, yeah. I make the videos for Facebook, and you know, <laughs> they all tumble down. They they make That's pretty right. designs everywhere. Guys, you can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail You can watch this film whenever it releases. Um, wish it luck on the festival circuit. It's going to go places. Absolutely, Bobby was a Dracula. There, I said it. Finally. I spoiled it. I'm sorry. I had to say it. (laughs) He wants the blood of the mafioso. Uh, Thank you all for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Peace and love be with you. Uh, If you enjoy this show, just tell your friends and family about it. You know, preferably, if you tell your mob family, uh, just, you know, let them know we're looking for a favor. You know? Uh, uh, Dan? Final words, please. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding (laughs) to to set up dominoes and knock them down. And I tell you, you are no more worth to me than the skin of my cat's butthole. Bang! Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Skin of my dad's butthole. What? Oh, that makes it fun.